to Wow Cruising. Hello. We should say hello from Portugal and happy Valentine's Day. It happens to be Valentine's Day today. Yes, it does. Here, no, in the States. No, so I asked actually at the store today. They do celebrate here. Oh, but the same day? Yes. Okay. I verified. Okay. So, that out of the way. <laughs> Today's topic is transatlantic cruising. We just had a debate about this getting ready for this video, and I thought that I had done four and Jed had done five. Apparently she did one in her sleep, in a dream, since we, I, can't, we can't find all four when yeah, we think about it. Yeah, because we were naming them, so shall we name them for them? Yes, so we have, so far, we have done the Disney Magic from, uh, I think it was Port Canaveral to Copenhagen. We did the Norwegian Epic from Barcelona to, where did we go? For, uh, Miami. I think so. Anyway, Florida, all the same. Uh, apparently it was a memorable docking, since we don't remember where we went. And the Norwegian Star from Rome to Miami. Which yeah. we just did. Which we just completed a couple months ago. A couple months ago. And I've done the Pulmonter Monarch from, uh, where did it leave from? Cartagena, uh, Colombia, to Lisbon. So it was a more effective way to get home than flying. Uh, if you have two weeks instead of eight hours. <laughs> and he did invite me. We were together when he did that. It wasn't that long ago, actually. No, and a year ago or so. Yeah. And he did invite me to go, but I opted out because... Like I, get, like I could extend you an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go because um, it was an inside cabin. So he has one more um, transatlantic It had, it had a window. It did have a window. It, okay. Yeah. So it, it wasn't. It was an ocean view, but it was a small. It was a small window and obstructed at that, but you could see the water. The reason <laughs> I bring up the fact that I did not go on the Pullmonter cruise with Jed because um, of the fact that he didn't have a balcony it was because uh, when we do transatlantic cruises, I tend to worry about the weather, and I think a lot of people out there probably worry about the same thing because you're at sea for usually it's about six days if you're doing five, the transatlantic yeah five to six days without a stop without a so stop they're normally if you're going northeast bound towards towards europe uh the cruises are generally around 14 days in total and they're normally a day or two less if you're going the other way um so weather can be a big concern when you're in the middle of the atlantic and there's no place to go Yes, and I was worried about not having a balcony because I can get claustrophobic and if the weather was bad, I just wanted to kind of have know that I would have my own little haven to go to and since that wasn't going to be an option, I didn't go and he ended up, of course, having perfect weather. The weather was like being on a still lake, Okay, but <clears throat> you don't know that in advance. You don't know that in advance. <laughs> so one of the things we were going to talk about, did I already say that, was, was the weather on these transatlantic cruises. Um, because I think that is, it's a concern. concern. I think weather is a concern generally for people being on the water and, and any time, but in this case, you, you're a little stuck and if the weather's bad, there's not much you can do about it. We've had very good luck. Every transatlantic we have done, so lucky. we've had very good weather. Hopefully that persists for our next uh, one coming up in, in April. We've been very lucky with the weather on our cruises, on our transatlantic cruises. We did, on this last cruise we did, we were on the Norwegian Star, 
from, as you mentioned earlier, we Rome. mentioned that, right? Rome to Florida. And we had some rough days heading out of Europe. In fact, they were having high winds and all kinds of crazy uh, weather advisories in Europe. Um, oops, no ums. <laughs> you can leave a couple, right? <laughs> so when we left Rome, it was storming and, you know, very windy. And we got on the boat and the first couple of sea day, or days. They weren't too bad. I mean, you noticed that the there was wind and there was some movement, but it it wasn't like the ship was you know tilting or people were getting sick. You just felt no, the water. No, because we when we did the when we did the Disney Magic to Copenhagen, we had perfect weather. However, friends of ours were on the cruise ahead of us by I think one to two days, and they said that. The weather was so bad for two or three days of the crossing that everybody was just in their room throwing up. And they were just like a day or two ahead of us on the exact same route. Let me put a little Don't worry so much, though, about that because I, we don't want to talk you out of doing a transatlantic cruise. And in a little bit here, we'll talk about the pros and cons of them. But um, just know that there are seasickness remedies and things that you can do that will actually have a whole other episode on that. So don't worry too much about that. I don't want to yeah, scare there, them. No, there's pl there's plenty of ways to mitigate it, and I think the odds of it uh, are very low in the sense that the, the boats move around. So if a storm is coming, they will divert. I mean, I of of the cruises we've done, we have had our itinerary change, you know, a couple times due to the weather. I mean, we never experienced the weather because the boat changed course and went somewhere else. In fact, when we were doing the cruise on the Epic. We were supposed to go from Rome to Barcelona, which we did, and just stay one night in Barcelona and then go on to Madeira, Portugal, which is an island. And we were very excited. I was very excited because I hadn't was, been there. This was on the star. This was on the Norwegian star. Not the epic. Did I say epic? Yeah. Sorry. It was on the star. <laughs> and we weren't able to go because they, they said that the waves were, well, how high? Like 25 feet. Really what happened though was our engine broke. <laughs> so. They told us it was the weather. Right. So we spent Meanwhile, two nights they, in Barcelona. Meanwhile, they cut a hole in the side of our boat and removed, you know, a portion of the engine and then had to weld this hole the size of a semi-truck back shut. So. We watched it from our balcony. Right. Clearly, it wasn't weather. They said it was the weather, but... I think it was the hole in the side of the ship, that which they, they created. It didn't happen by accident. Right, it right. It was a mechanical problem, which I'd rather have them fixed than not, but still had nothing to do with weather. No, no. So, anyhow, weather is something, obviously, you don't have any control over, but they really do their best to go around things that... I think it's pretty rare. Of all the cruise ships leaving every day around the world, the amount of times you see any kind of news coverage on a ship hitting bad weather is rare yeah you know, every several so years you'll see something but it's 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 like hitting turbulence in a plane you know sometimes it'll randomly happen and it goes away yeah so don't let that dissuade you so moving on we will then maybe talk about the length of the cruise because yes. i know some people might be nervous about just being on a cruise ship for more than you know a few days or a week yes just figure two weeks normally I mean, if you're doing like the Queen Mary, it's it's a week. Um, you know, it's much it's much more focused on just the crossing instead of having a cruise itinerary uh, along the way. And you can bring your dogs on the Queen Mary, right? 
I think you can bring a dog. It, yes. And I think it costs more than a human to bring your dog to Florida. There's that. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, yeah. So we wouldn't even save money if I went as a dog. So that's not a... <laughs> we haven't done the Queen Mary. We want to. Hopefully in the future we will yes, do it. Yes, hopefully in the future. <clears throat> I think it would be a fun experience having high tea uh, at sea. Yes. Uh, so the length of time. So what's the, what do you like about the fact that it's longer or what do you not like? So before we did our first uh, transatlantic, I was a little, you know, concerned. I wasn't sure how it would go. But well, you were worried about the weather. We well, I was worried about, about the weather. Yeah. As far as the daily um, itinerary went, it was pretty fantastic because they know that they've got all of these people, you know, at sea and they want to have you out and about out of your <laughs> captive audience, out of your cabin and doing things. And depending on the cruise line, obviously they have different things on their itineraries, but we had some fabulous days. I mean, just fabulous days where we were going all day long. And a lot of times I would be doing one thing while Jed was doing another because, you know, and then we'd meet up for bingo or Right. And we whatever. have our, our son with us as well. And he would do, be doing things, either kid activities or reading or joining us at bingo or trivia. I mean, every, every boat has a wide variety of activities and you're probably going to be picking a cruise line that has activities that cater to your interests to begin with. So just know that we've never been on a boat that, or ship rather, that did not have more than we wanted to do, where you felt like you had you had to make choices to not do something to do something else. I've had to it, skip nap time multiple times. Big, siesta time is a big deal. Now, luckily on Pool Monteur, which is a Spanish cruise line, uh, on the cruise I did with them, they actually have in their schedule a siesta block of like an hour and a half where they have nothing going on on the boat except siesta. That's a very Spanish thing. Yeah, to it have was, a siesta it was kind time. Of nice. <laughs> Even if you don't nap, like I'm not a nap taker, it was just nice to kind of figure, oh, the whole boat's kind of going quiet and you can just relax. Even if you're not going to nap, you don't feel like you're, you're missing anything. You can just kind of hang out, read, or nap. But some examples of things that, you, that they have on the itineraries. Uh, for Disney, they often have you know, authors. We had the author from the Disney... I guess it would be a teen or YA book series. The Kingdom Keepers. The Kingdom Keepers. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun for me because I'm a writer and also for our son because he had actually not even read the, the stories yet, that he no. loves Disney. And they are aimed at a young adult audience. Right. They're enjoyable books, I think, for any age if you're a Disney fan. And that ended up just being a lot of fun. We got to, to actually speak with the author and take writing classes with him. And so that was a fun thing that we did on that cruise. They also do cooking demonstrations yes. on cruise lines. Yeah. Disney, Disney. And I know other lines do as well, but Disney does. Uh, they have kind of a, a space that they bring in like a, a faux kitchen and, you know, cook in front of you and everybody gets to sample the food and the drink. So if you're in at all to, you know, the Food Network, things like that, you, you kind of get to see a, a mini episode being filmed live. And you get a free glass of champagne or whatever to, to taste with it. Yes. It normally includes free alcohol. So Which you see a lot of people show up just to like get their free glass of something and then pretend to be interested for five minutes and then leave. Yes. <laughs> that yes. was not me. I'm telling you now. And of course there's trivia. On Norwegian, they tend to have on the transatlantics, it seems about three a day. And we would actually get up early. For us, early is, what, 9 o'clock trivia? Mm -hmm. 9 o'clock. So we'd set the alarm, even though we were on vacation. So we'd make sure that we had time to grab some coffee and then head down. And then they do one in the middle of the day and then one 
you know, towards before dinner time. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's arts and crafts. I mean, Disney does more Disney-related arts and crafts, and I think that they kind of give you nicer stuff, but you've obviously paid a premium to be there. Right, uh, and they had famous, you know, the, the, I can't, what was his name, Ducky. Uh, Don Ducky Williams, I think his last name. Uh, anyway, this gentleman that does all of the art for the Disney parks, in, or for Florida and Disneyland, mm-hmm. He was on board with us, which was fabulous. And he, you know, you could do a draw along with him where he would show you how to draw Donald and right. all these things. It's generally turned out better than ours. Generally. Yeah. Uh, yours were pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was that was that fun. Was uh, the Norwegian, they do like origami classes. And they do mm-hmm. painting classes. They do painting. Although the painting they charge for. They and do. It, and it wasn't That was cheap. an extra fee. And the origami... You have to even cut your own square. They just give you like a normal sheet of paper, so they're not spare no expense. But <laughs> it's and normally the person teaching you is reading a guide and they've never done it before, so it becomes a bit of a comical and entertaining activity. Some some activities are more um, organized organized yeah. than others, <laughs> but really. And then if you like the pool, obviously, depending the thing with transatlantics is they tend to be either spring or fall because they're repositioning the cruise for the yes. or the ship for the season so it depends on where you are obviously um but you can use the pool when you're it, like first leave depends. florida for the yeah. first few days it's usually warm enough at that time of the year it may not be warm enough to be in the pool it, it kind of just depends on one on the epic cruise uh, they have on the norwegian epic they have a whole slew of water slides that are really quite entertaining they have a big funnel you know kind of thing uh, and we were and, able to use those. A few and we times. were able to use them for quite a few days. The weather was, mm-hmm. was. And they had a climbing wall. That was fun. Yeah, uh, it was. The weather was good enough on that cruise that we were in the the water slides in the pool a lot. And we're not really uh, like sound, sun lounger people. No. So kind of just go hit the slides, hit the hot tub, and, and head out. You know. We're yeah, not, we we're don't. Not, we don't lay around. We so. know that there are a lot of you out there that love to lie, you know, by the pool all day, um, and that's. So we're great. we're giving up our chairs for your benefit. <laughs> just yeah. thinking of you. Yeah, no, I burn. I sunburn. But um, there's, oh, there's all kinds of activities. There's beanbag tosses, and we, oh, shuffleboard, shuffleboard tournament. And that none was of these, a lot of fun. And, and we realize none of those sound good if you're not on a ship. Like, I don't sit at home thinking, oh, well, I, I wish, wish there I was, was a beanbag toss happening. <laughs> I get that that doesn't, like, you're not sitting at home thinking these are things I want to be doing. But when you have nothing else you have to do, and your stress level is severely reduced mm-hmm. uh all of a sudden just hanging out with people doing you know simple games is quite enjoyable and, you'll and you find, meet lots of people yeah and you'll find that a lot of the same people will be doing the various you know challenges like the goofy golf and all that so you get to know them yeah so you build up a, a camaraderie with strangers that over two weeks will become your you know bean bog bean bag toss friend or whatever yeah. the case may be yeah. and if you're not into any of that kind of stuff you can just hang out and read of course you can go hang out at the bar they do wine tastings beer tastings there read a taste and there's always food i mean there is just a lot want. so as far as are you going to have things to fill your day yes oh and we, they also show movies like full-length feature movies yeah depending on the ship some have dedicated movie theaters some mm-hmm. show them outside like on the the funnel the smokestack the area. epic had a bowling alley the epic had a, like a, a, a miniature bowling alley okay, but it was fun but it was it was fun uh they normally have arcades and if you're you know not in any of that stuff you can do nothing 
You can just relax. And, and you, even the Disney boat, you know, there's a, if you don't want to be around kids, um, you just want, or you just want a quiet space, there's an adult only area. Well, I think a lot of ships, a lot of ships have, have an adult, area adult only areas. Kind of and that's, that's another thing on these longer cruises is kids. There's generally a severe lack of kids. So if you don't want to be around kids, that's a plus. If you have kids, it's hit or miss because there's going to be a lot less kids for them to interact with. So the upside is there's no there's no like wait time for an activity. Like if the kids want to do something, they generally have carte blanche on, you know, doing that. Uh, but, you know, if there's only five other kids, your odds are lower that your child is going to meet somebody. Uh, yeah, but it actually worked out well for our son because he got a lot of one-on-one -on -one time in the team club with the people that were working in there. And they were great. The counselors are always seem to be pretty great. Um, that he also had just a, you know, a handful of other kids his age that he could hang out with when he wanted to do that. And he liked to you know, then go on his own and read. And he had a nice mix of things. We should point out the reason that there aren't a lot of kids is because you are going again in April or in the fall. So it's during school Generally time. Generally during school time. And it's a, you know, a couple of weeks. So even if it did fall on vacation, the odds are so we you tend to meet other families that are like us that travel a lot maybe or that just don't lead traditional, you know, our lives because um, we, we homeschool our sons. So we tend to meet a lot of other kids that are homeschooled or, in, yeah. or are in different kinds of schools where they don't necessarily go on the traditional um, calendar. Right. So if you don't want to be around kids, uh, the transatlantics are, are great. And I would say that it, it tends to be an, an an older crowd than is typical for those style of ships. So, I mean, if you're looking at like the Royal Caribbean or Norwegian, that's, you know, I think more of the active lifestyle type uh, marketing, you, on the transatlantics, you know, the average age probably goes up 10 to 20 years. And it's nice for us because it makes me feel young again. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and it's not that there's anything uh, negative about any of that. Just know that, you know, if you're looking for like the, the dance club to be happening at midnight, it's probably not gonna be. Probably not. Uh, there, there is dancing. There is people. dancing, and all those things are happening. But I think that it, it probably ends a little earlier. The exception, of course, you know, I think like Pullmonter, uh, same type of demographic, but all generally Spanish or Brazilian or Portuguese or you know that nature. And come midnight is when everybody went out and they danced until four a.m. every night. You know, Which culturally, is much just later very than different. we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would I would be going to bed and they would just be getting started. But it was uh, still it's nice to see you know every, everybody getting out and doing stuff for, as a family. And I will say that when we did the epic um, the Norwegian epic crossing from Europe to Miami, it was Miami? Florida. Anyhow, it's Florida. to Florida, we were on uh, we got on just like two days before Halloween, and they had a big Halloween party, a dance party up on the deck. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Not just because I won most creative. Yes, she did. <laughs> uh, I was a, a wind up doll. Yes, uh, but they actually went all out for Halloween, which was uh, not expected. No, and it wasn't. And, and, and they do something. They did like a candy. They call it a candy crawl. They had like little stations for kids ago and there was a few more kids on that cruise teenagers and not a lot i mean maybe 50 in total so i mean to give you perspective there are several thousand people on the boat and 50 of them were under 18 so uh, you but don't, that you don't was see a, quite a that, that was a kind of an exception though i mean i think there were quite a few people that were out dancing on that cruise yes there was uh there was quite a crowd for that 
Yeah. And it was in, it was enjoyable. So okay, what else we got besides weather and time? So in regards to the price on transatlantics, that is actually a big pro because they are they tend to be cheaper, much cheaper. You pay the same for about about the same for two weeks that you would pay for one week, right? Yes. yes. And it used to be a better deal in the past, but it is still the best deal probably to be had. And tell them how much you paid for the Pullmonter. And I think when we did the Pullmonter cruise, it was around two, somewhere around two to three hundred euros. So figuring another twenty, thirty dollars on top of that for dollars. So that that was definitely the best deal to be it's had. Three hundred total. Total. Well, then That's there was a daily gratuity of. Uh, you know, some amount per day that was typical, whatever, uh, you know, $10, $8, something like so that. So very cheap, yeah. $300 approximately. And it included all alcohol. For two weeks. Right. Now, remember, if you think, oh, that sounds great, that it is. And if you speak Spanish, then great. Even better. Even better. Yeah, right. Because all of the entertainment Everything in is Spanish. in Spanish. It's a Spanish cruise line. The Pulmonter Monarch, I don't think it's called Monarch of the Seas anymore, but that was the Monarch of the Seas for Royal Caribbean. Pullmonter is owned by Royal Caribbean. They're a brand of theirs for the Spanish market. So they moved that boat to them. There's a couple, I think they have two old Royal Caribbean boats and two old celebrity boats. So it's a great bargain. Everybody's very nice. Alcohol's included. The boat was in great condition, but Spanish is the language being spoken. All the crew speak English, but most of the passengers did not. Okay. So, I mean, that may or may not be a big deal for you. No. It, you definitely, one, you find other people that speak English pretty quick, and you also tend to meet uh, lots of people that speak a little bit of English, and you speak a little bit of Spanish, and it's amazing how much you can communicate when sharing a mojito. <laughs> and we find that because we're, you know, we've been living in Portugal for almost three years now, and they speak Portuguese here, so we've kind of gotten used to being um, around people that don't speak English as much. Right, at least as, your, as their first language. At least as yeah. their first language. And, and it's really, we don't have a problem with it, but we thought we'd mention that because that is one of the better bargains to be had out there, but you need to be aware of yes. that. But that being said, you know, Norwegian and the other, and right. Royal Caribbean. Caribbean. All, every line from expensive to cost-effective, they're all cheaper for transatlantic. do a transatlantic. Yeah, now, yeah. you know, if you have kids, that's trickier because you'd have to take them out of school unless you're like us and you do the homeschooling thing. Right. So okay. is that about, oh, and we should let you know if you want to come along with us on the transatlantic and see kind of a day-to-day -day thing, we're going to be taping as much as we can. Mm -hmm. um, we will be coming uh, from the U.S. to Europe in April, so just a couple months away. Yes, it's, it's going to be soon. If you like this episode, please make sure to subscribe or like it in whatever tool or software you are listening this uh, in. It does help us uh, greatly gaining new subscribers as well as then it helps grow the community so we get additional questions and topics to talk about. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Feel free to uh, please go join us there and you can um, you know get some visuals about what we're talking about uh, on these upcoming trips and trips that we've taken. I'll put the link in the description in the show notes, so don't hesitate to ask. And as always, if you want to get your questions answered, uh, just email us at uh, podcast at wildcruising.com.